All right, everybody, welcome to the True Wealth Radio Show. It's Tuesday, and I have got good news for everybody. Joining us today, guess who's back at studio? Me, Katie. Welcome Yay. back, Katie. Woohoo! It was, you know, we survived without you, but it was touch and go. But it's only survival. I it, understand. Exactly. It was touch and go. <laughs> we made it, but we're great. We're glad to have you back. And I know our listeners are super stoked to have you here. So good times had by all. Aw, thank you. You know, I actually got the biggest hug from my children that I think I've received in a very long time. It was uh-huh. like, oh, you're back. I know. Yay. So, <sighs> well, and for the benefit of our listeners, you were where again? I, suffering? Miserably? Cabo San Lucas on a beach in Mexico. Cabo. In Mexico. It's, Cabo's beautiful. Yeah, it sounds tough. Although I laugh because they have a place called Divorce Beach. I don't get it. <laughs> Is that because that's where you go to get divorced, or that's where divorced people go? No, actually, it's uh, it's where the Sea of Cortez meets the ocean. So they call it the Divorce Beach. I don't know why, but I just thought it was kind of funny that they call it Divorce Beach. Oh, see, and look where my mind went. It's like, no, no, it was none of those. Yeah. Why are you so, like, wrong? Well, uh, I laughed because we got to the airport, and of course, you know, you're approached by all sorts of people trying to get your taxi, and... Uh, the guy says, oh, are you guys married? The, you know, are you here celebrating anything? We said, oh, we're here celebrating an anniversary. And he goes, are you married to each other? And I was like, yeah, we're actually married to each other. To we're each not- <laughs> other? Like, okay, yeah. good Like, call. are you married? Yes. To each other? <laughs> um, yeah, to each other. It's our anniversary, That's but thank funny. you. <laughs> I was oh, like, well, okay. kind of weird if you said no, not to each other. Nope. Yeah. So, I, 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 I'm assuming so it happens. It happens. <laughs> you know, it's like enough that somebody had to ask. So tell me about this marriage thing. Yeah. What? I don't understand. No, it was a uh, it was a much needed vacation to just relax and regroup. And uh, there was a new term thrown around. So my husband and I went on vacation with another couple. Okay. Um, couples who, retreat. Couples retreat. Yeah. Not in the weird like movie way, but um, no, this mm-hmm. is a, a girlfriend of mine that I've known since college and we started adding up. We've known each other for 23 years and it's kind of that number just, I almost like covered my mouth and I was like, oh, wait, it can't be so that long. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. But yeah. But, so. but I'm only 24. <laughs> so. Yeah, not quite. But um, so we uh, went on a wonderful vacation, went uh, another couple joined us, which was awesome. Uh, just had a really, really good time. But we were talking about how it's marriage maintenance. Marriage. Um, marriage maintenance, maintenance. Being able to do a vacation with your spouse without the children. Um, and for Thomas and I, this is the first time we've done any kind of trip um, without Sophia since she was about six months old. So very, very long Sophia's time. Sophia's eight. Almost so eight. <laughs> we get a sense of yeah, like, long oh, it's the first time since, time. I, since you need to get forever. out more. <laughs> yeah, forever. Okay. Not, not the first vacation, but the first time in a long time. And for our friends, it was the first time they've ever gone on vacation without their daughter, too, who's three. So it was it was kind of like a big moment for both of us. Uh-huh. but. And it's, uh, I've noticed on vacations, though, I want to share those experiences with my children. Like, I, I get a lot of pleasure out of them enjoying things for the first time. I don't know if you're that way, too, when you go on vacation with your family. But um, it's almost more enjoyable for me to watch them do things for the first time than it is now for me to always experience right. it for the first time. Well, uh, you know, I, I'm sure I kind of live vicariously through my kids, so... Um guilty of that on occasion well it's that awestruck wonder right like i mean we were snorkeling and although i was teasing thomas when we were snorkeling because we do own a tropical aquarium at home that's salt water and i kept telling him you can't catch them and take them home like they can't go with us yeah it's hard to get it on the plane (laughs) yeah fish don't like it so much but 
it was neat to hear him go, this is this fish and this is this fish. He knew them all. It was great. Well, I'm glad that you had a good time. Thank you. So for those that are, uh, you know, if, if you're tuning in on Facebook, which you can do today, I'm actually, uh, I figured out a way around <coughs> my sort of weird resolution hang up about Facebook. Okay. And it was, I didn't want it on my phone because Facebook is so in your face book all the time in your right? facebook okay it's just right there constantly saying like hey pay attention to me pay attention to me and i realized it was sort of sucking my will to live moment by moment so i took it off my phone now i will occasionally access facebook through the internet on my phone but it, it i don't have messenger on it or any of that so uh, and life got better so how is it that i could possibly be live streaming facebook from a phone Without the app. How? I have the app. Oh. <laughs> I just used an old phone. Woohoo! <laughs> so that, that was the trick. Is I was not on my, my phone it's anymore. It's not on my like, daily hey, user. Yeah. It's on my backup. Right. So, so are you connected through Wi-Fi here at the radio station yes, then? Is that I what it is? Oh, so we, we are leveraging technology. So now you can live stream on Facebook again. And, of course, we'll have the podcast and all that good stuff, too. But... Uh, Today's show, we're going to cover, since since Katie's all jazzed about vacation and she's still sunburned and stuff. Yeah, I'm still. <laughs> from it. She's all, Which is we should nice. talk about vacation. Vacation. And I'm going, okay, no. so how is that? <laughs> you know, it's totally true wealth. And I'm like, oh, go on. Go on. For me. No, it's but, uh, it was interesting to have some of the statistics thrown out about vacation, too, as well. But... Um, but we talk about true wealth moments, right? And we always say that the true wealth moments are the moments that you create, right? And sure. sometimes it's the moments that money affords you the luxury of enjoying. Right. So, and so don't worry. I've come prepared. Okay. Me too. I, I know how we're going to spin this story to talk about Katie's vacation time. <laughs> but make it doesn't it have to be all about me. Relevant okay. to our listeners who really it's all about you listening because – if it's not about you, you're going to listen to somebody else, right? True. So we need to provide some value here, but I want to give some real context. This is an investment show. Right. Okay. Now, what do we say all the time? Money is- How you trade your time. How you trade your time. And so if you're going to trade your time, ideally make a good trade. Right. Okay. But- <laughs> So you, Sorry, you I still had, I took a cough with me. If it the, makes you feel better, I was sick on vacation, but I'd rather be sick in paradise. Yeah, no, don't worry. I also have kennel cough right now. I'm just <laughs> trying to cough. hold it back. So, uh, <laughs> but I want to talk about this concept of balance. Okay? okay. Now, balance as an investor is actually a really, really important term because when you talk about an investment strategy, one of the key things that you balance right out of the gate is risks, risk elements. Risk okay? and reward. Okay. And every investment has a risk reward trade-off. Right. Okay. And balancing the amount of risk you're willing to accept versus the amount of reward that you're anticipating is a critical component of an investment strategy. Right. But beyond that, balance as in, in life, right, if you get out too focused in any one area, 
you can get out of balance, right? And if you get out of balance, then other unintended consequences can start to occur. Okay. Okay. And an example would be the vacation statistic you shared with me, which early on is most Americans get what? They get most Americans are entitled to two weeks vacation a year. And statistically, most Americans take six or less. Like it's right in between six to seven. It's not quite a full week, but um, six to seven days or less a year. So we're entitled to two weeks and we're taking half of what we're even given. And right. you got to kind of ask yourself, why? Like, why is that a statistic? And that's um, a very low statistic compared to other countries. Like, some other countries are given a month to six weeks of vacation time. Um, sometimes it's mandatory. Like, you have to take a month off and go. Like, and not necessarily right. go somewhere, but you're required. Um, I, don't, I don't know these scenarios, but okay. <laughs> yeah, we're unaware of those. We don't fall into that. But, right. no, but, um, you know, there's... and. We've heard people say, too, like, oh, I have all this vacation time stored up that I'm going to cash out, right? Like, and do what with? I mean, it's, it's, there's a value to your vacation time, but it's, sometimes it's the intangible value that we don't um, assess, right? Like, what kind of productivity do we come and bring to the office when we are recharged or relaxed or less stressed, um, you know, we're always, I think, focused on the dollar sometimes, and we don't realize what we're doing to ourselves in the meantime. Right. And this is part of the, I guess, the bigger picture that I'm going to drive toward today, the concept of balance, how it fits, and also how can you claim some of this back in your life, right? And the trick is you have to be intentional. Right. And this is something that probably <laughs> gets missed oftentimes is I, I think there's a almost an ec epidemic culturally right now for folks that are reactive versus proactive. So I want to talk a little bit about how to get greater balance in your life, how to apply this in an investment landscape, if okay. you will, and then what it means as you want to sometimes it, sometimes intentionally be out of balance with the idea to achieve greater balance later. Later. Okay. I love it. Let's okay. Do it. So we got that, but, but we're going to grab our first break. Okay. So we'll do that. When we come back, the first step is I want to tell everybody out there, what's the first trick that you need to know so that you can start buying balance in your life? We'll buying cover that. Balance. When we come right back, stick around. This is David Littlejohn. And Katie Shuck. You got True Wealth on News Radio 1240, KQEN. Hey, gang, welcome back to the True Wealth Show. Your host, Dave Littlejohn, here in studio with me, Katie Shuck. We're super stoked to have you back in studio, Katie. I know you just had an awesome vacation, and you know, it, it's occurred to me as you're telling me so many of our listeners and so many people out there don't really take vacations that they have the time. Right. Like you're entitled to it. Like sure. your boss said, hey, you get this. And you went, thanks, boss. And then said, no, never mind. I don't need it. Yep. So we need to talk about this for a minute. First of all, I believe that having some time away is really important because it allows you to it's it's like taking a breather. Right. right. Uh when you, if you just try to run and run and run, eventually your body will start to wear out and break. You need periods of rest when you're working out 
so that you can recover, recover. your muscle recovery. Yeah. And your you need some call it a mental health break, call it whatever you need to. But there are times when you need to step away because for all of the active intensity that you have in your your brain waves and thought patterns, you've got just as much going on behind the scenes that you're not even conscious of. Right. So stepping away is like giving it your brain time to sort of shuffle the deck and reorder everything, right? It's right. that defrag time that you need <laughs> so that things work better. It was it was nice to not have an agenda, not have a schedule. Um, for someone who's a mom of three and runs a lot of schedules, including a lot around our office too, to yeah. not have everything calendared every day. Um, took about a day and a half to kind of go, where are we supposed to be? What are we, you know, like it took some time to kind of go. Yeah. No, shifting gears is yeah. actually tricky to get into vacation <clears throat> mode and enjoy it. Like I actually, there was a moment there. I was like, wait, no, we have to be there. What time is it? What time is it? And I'm like, yeah. oh my God, I have three hours. Like chill out and relax. But it takes a minute because when you are so um, like hyper threaded, right? Like, I mean, it's just. Right. You're um, simultasking and you're doing so much and there's so much demand that it's hard to shift gears. So, uh, I've got so, so I'm getting some great comments on Facebook right now. Um, I use the term at the break of, <coughs> pardon me, buying balance in balance. your life. So how do you buy balance? And one of the first comments that I got from somebody is, well, are you talking about like hiring yard service or something like that? Well, There's okay, that can be a part of it. But before you ever get there, right, before you ever get to let me start hiring for parts of my life that I can outsource is assessing what you are working with okay you uh, people don't often take an inventory and this is what i mean this is the difference between proactive and reactive right okay the reactive person spends the money in their checking account and then when it's gone they go huh it's all gone i better go to work and make yeah, more money and put problem. more money in my check and if you don't believe this happens oh a lot go to sherm's on about the fifth of the month oh my goodness okay Go right after payday and see how everybody rushes in to buy everything. Yeah. Right? Go on the eighth of the month and see how the shelves are clear. And you'll know when everybody got paid. Right. So here's the thing that's interesting. Uh, it's been a, a couple years since we've had him on the program. But we had Dr. John Gardine, who's a clinical psychologist, on air with us. And I remember asking him this question. I said, so oh, I know which the, episode the you're The relationship about. with money. And right. I said, you know, so John, what is it about where folks have these hangups and he said you know there's a destructive cycle around wealth that that we see and one of the things we see is that folks that have a perception of scarcity right so with money that if they think it's a scarce resource what they will do is as soon as they get it in their hands they'll quickly go and spend it because they think they're never going to get it again so they might as well enjoy it while they have it and well, they it's, just it's it's actually the it, that's not the mentality that was so fascinating to me what he said was because of the fear of losing it, they better quickly spend it so that they don't lose it. Right? But in the process of spending it, you're losing the it. The process of spending it is what makes yeah. it go away. So instead so, of hoarding it and dividing it slowly and utilizing it right. slowly it, it, over time, it's almost like, oh, I have to spend it right this second. Like, as my parents used to say, is that money burning a hole in your pocket? Right. It, there's sort of this artificial urgency that. And I say artificial because it's self-imposed. It's not necessarily urgent, but that's right. what people do. And so they end up spending the money, and then it really is gone. And so it creates this self-perpetuating cycle of, see, I was right. The money's gone. And now, so the next time I find some, I better use it quickly. 
And lottery winners are a great scenario of that whole thing, right? Well, it's like, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm but not gonna, you you get a large sum of money. Yeah, lottery, they're reckless, right? It's this idea that it'll be there for infinity, and it's not. Uh, and so you can spend unlimited amounts of money if you have unlimited stupidity, right? <laughs> I mean, let's just be clear, and and just so you know, we all have that capacity oh, to yeah. be unlimitedly stupid. Right. You could do it. Oh, yeah. You spend a billion dollars. You're like, ah, I don't know. Could you really do that? Yeah. You no, could. you could. You could spend a billion dollars. You just and buy have more less exotic to show things. for it than you think. Yep. Uh, so. But we're talking about buying balance in your so, life. So the first step in buying balance, though, is take an inventory. And yes, it's the dreaded B word. People say it's a dread. I don't think it is. It's a budget. You know what's nice about budgets is you know how much money you get to go on vacation <clears> with. <throat> Like I right. worked with my budget for like since November, which sounds like a long time, but it's only about four months. Worked my way through Christmas, worked my way through the holidays, and had plenty of cash in my pocket to go on vacation. Right. And let me tell you, the nice thing about having cash in your pocket when you go on vacation, the debt doesn't follow you home. Like you get to go. I mean, it was so nice to go and spend and enjoy. And I didn't feel like I was holding back and I, I didn't feel like I was on a budget while I was on vacation. Um, and even then, so like at the end of it, it was like, oh, I still have cash left. Right. Like, and, you know, we bought trinkets for the kids and things like that. But to be able to come home with money in my pocket actually felt good. It was like, oh, we didn't not only did we not run out of money, but we had money left over. And I don't personally feel like I took tons of money with me on vacation. Right. But we were able just to go and have a good time and not worry about it. And it was also the stuff you were spending was part of your budget. Right. right. You would earmark the monies for that purpose. And so it was fine. It was part of the strategy. And spending it wasn't going to create a hardship later. Right. Okay. You weren't spending money you didn't have. You were spending money you'd set aside for that express purpose. Exactly. So for our listeners, of course, the vast majority are, they're brilliant and savvy. And a lot of this is just sort of redundant for them. But what I want to tell you is, you know, send this podcast to your friends that struggle with this okay and have them listen in and and then realize this is a budget is not a constrictive a thing it's not a four letter word and it's what it is is it's a categorization of well where do we spend categorically how much do we spend on food how much do we spend on our housing how much do we spend on our entertainment budget right and that's part of what happens so if you have an entertainment budget or a vacation budget which is really what we're talking about now it's about setting the coins in a jar over a period of time and then right. you know hey i've got some <laughs> and, and the studies are great on this right studies will tell you that uh spending money on an experience is really rewarding because one the process of saving you have something to look forward to the process of doing, you enjoy in the moment, and in the memories that you take with you, you tend to romanticize, right? Right. This is where I say that- Oh, my vacation will be 10 times better 10 right. years from now. Everybody's <laughs> ex-boyfriend or girlfriend is crazy, except that until you're lonely, and then you remember them as better than they were, right? right? And so that's what happens is we romanticize certain memories, but vacations are great for that. You know, you forget about the horrible connections on your flight, and how everything got monkeyed up or the weird waiter or waitress that wrecked something or other. But you'll remember the one good thing as amazing, right? Well, speaking of that, what's interesting about that whole process is um, this vacation was something that I started planning back in November. Um, and uh, I was almost more excited about the vacation than I was about Christmas. 
Like it was sure. just something because it, for me, experiences are way more important than stuff. Like I want to travel and travel itself. Um, just like I said, cold, experiencing new cultures, new foods, um, just new memories yep. um, are way more important to me than opening presents on Christmas Day. And I know that sounds kind of selfish, I guess, but um, I, I just I'm not about the stuff. I'm about the memories. And so I was I was super excited to go to Mexico. Like it could not. I mean, to me, that was my Christmas Day. It could not come fast enough. Like uh-huh. I was counting down the days and not because anything's wrong in my life, but just because of the excitement, the sheer joy of, of wanting to experience something new. Yeah. Well, th- that's part of the the balance component, though, is the anticipation helps. Right. Well, the, the, the anticipation, having something to look forward to is part of the counterbalance to the stress that you're enduring on the way there. But, you know, we were talking about budgets for a second. The nice thing about having a plan, right, is that you can find things on sale. So knowing that I started planning back in November, do you know that airline tickets actually go on Black Friday? I mean, no. most people most people didn't think about like, I mean, you think about Black Friday sales and you're thinking about stuff, right? Like clothes and technology. But airlines have Black Friday sales. All right. So I got a killer deal on our airline tickets back around Thanksgiving because I had a plan because I knew how much to budget. And because I was then I could be patient and find things on sale right. um, instead of paying a high price last minute. And so now this is another element that I think is interesting to the buying balance concept, right? Right. So I want to explore this a little bit more, but this is the idea of, Katie's awesome at this, by the way, is how <laughs> you <laughs> stretch your a dollar. dollar, okay? <laughs> I am so very good So we that. will cover some of the tricks of the trade after this next very important break. So stick around if you want to know some of the clever tricks that and more when we come back. This is David Littlejohn. And Katie Shirk. Yeah, True Wealth on News Radio 1240 KQEN. All right, back. and we are back and live and all that good stuff. So, yeah, and everybody's, uh, I love Facebook Live back on. They're like, hey, it's fun to see everything back on. Uh, and yeah, we're going to try to do this more often. I have cheated on the New Year's resolution. I did not put Facebook on my phone. I put it on my former phone, which <laughs> also still known has as- Wi-Fi and a camera, so I can bring it in and use that, um, and so we're good to go. Do your kids claim your old phones? Like, my kids oh my call goodness. dibs on them. Like, I got mom's phone when she's done. Uh, my kids, and we, <laughs> so, it, I mean, we're trying to ration screen time, because I just don't want to melt their brain, and I've had to make rules, like, the new house, their bedrooms are upstairs. It used to be all on one floor. Now, I'm going, all right. So the devices do not go up the stairs. Like, they, they're they not allowed to. You need to create dead zones in your house. Well, I'm about to start doing IP tracking and then, like, putting timelines on IP addresses. Right. So it's like, oh, well, funny how the phone just shuts down after this time. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's 8 o'clock. It won't turn on anymore. My daughter's busy going, like, I'm trying to hide under the bed and watch YouTube, Dad. It's like, good luck with that. So they don't realize that dad knows enough about technology and how to work the home router that I can do that sort of thing. Oh, I totally pulled the mom knows everything. And everybody's like, wait, what? And they walked in and I'm like, yeah, I knew you did that. And they're like, 
how did you know mom knows everything mom knows all mom knows she has a village of people we were uh we were talking (laughs) you you have village people i have village people (laughs) sometimes they sing ymca but not always okay well no because you know there's a whole saying it takes a village to raise a child and i keep telling Uh, people like eyes roll a little bit i know but you know what i have i have people in my village so men and women i have people in my village and i tell my children you do something stupid they will tell me like, don't think yeah. mom won't find out. I say, it, it takes a village to intimidate a child. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell them, there's no statute of limitations on stupidity. So if you're stupid oh, and man. I find out a year later, you'll still get in trouble. <laughs> oh, man. That's a fair one right there, too. <laughs> there's no, yeah. Although, I'm totally guilty of that. And the reality is that, no, stupid will catch you. Oh, yeah. So, no, it uh, does. you do something stupid... It will find you. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, it's even better when you're like, I can't even punish my kid because they already got punished worse than what I could give them anyway. Uh, like, because yeah. the stupidity just totally took a big shark bite right out of the hind <laughs> quarters. So, um, but we were talking about yeah, so, travel tips and tricks and okay, so, yeah, stretching so a dollar. The, the show today being about finding balance in life. And of course, in our investments, balance is always an important risk reward trade. But in life, balance is about figuring out. So there's these. This is a fun one to keep track of, right? There's three. There's three elements in life that we all get to trade. Okay, you're going to have time, resources, and energy. Right. And the problem is that only two of them seem to exist at the same time. <laughs> right. Okay? I know. Why can't we figure that out? Oh, balance. Right. So <laughs> when you are young, you have time and energy, but you don't have any money. Right. Uh, when you are old, you have money time and, time and money and no energy. Right. And somewhere in the middle, you have the energy and the money, but no, no time. time. Right. <laughs> and so we're always sort of lacking one of those legs of the three-legged stool. So true. Uh, unless you are independently wealthy. And then what you quickly discover is that having unlimited resources famously boring. It can be. I mean, a lot of people say that. That's a fascinating concept is that everybody thinks that, oh, if I was just rich, that's going to solve my problems. I am here to tell you that will not fill the void in your life. Okay? So teaching FPU yeah, and listening to the Dave Ramsey videos and stuff, there's one thing he says, and it always makes me laugh. And I was thinking about it as I was eating my surf and turf in Cabo is he goes, you eat enough lobster, it starts to taste like soap. You know, it's like you could, everybody goes, oh, lobster so wonderful. I'd, I'd eat it every day. And he goes, you eat it every day. It starts to I taste like soap. I like peanut butter cups, like Reese's peanut butter cups. The first one's so good. Like the 50th one, so ready to vomit. Uh, it's just. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much every kid too, on Halloween. <laughs> it's just too indulgent after right. some point. Right. And so if nothing is a challenge, life gets really boring. And you can see this with wealthy people that start to do things like I'm going to climb Mount Everest. It's like, well, because it hey, has to be so over the top. Because yeah. That's what you need. You know, I'm going to hold my breath for two hours or whatever. But there was actually a study, um, a psychological study that said that people tend to have more joy planning their vacation than actually Absolutely. on a vacation. Well, that's just right. There's the three <clears throat> phases of a vacation, right? Planning, enjoying it, and then remembering it. Right. And it, it brings more long-term joy than stuff. Right. Like I buy the thing and I think, well, the thing is tangible. I'll have the thing from now on and it will yeah. continue to bring me joy. And because of this term, again, one that we've borrowed from another great guest on our show, Seth Buckley, and wrote a great book, um, 
uh, gratitude. gratitude. Uh, it's, uh, it's changing it's, your. Uh, it's it's leading with ambition or ambition leading with gratitude. Right. I think is the name of the book. And uh, that was a gratitude adjustment. And though the gratitude adjustment is the terminology, <clears throat> and it's this idea of start with being thankful, right? But his term that he used is so great is hedonistic adaptation. Uh, you know, we're all heathens, <laughs> and so we look at this and go. Oh, I got the new thing now, and I quickly get used to new, the new thing, right? You uh, think about when you got the, the a big TV or something. Oh, it's going to make things so much better and better. And now you're like, oh, it's just always there. Totally take it for granted. Or you know, like your first iPhone. Everybody's like, oh, iPhone. And then yeah, now oh, there's the always iPhone. another. Now iPhone. it's like, oh gosh, the iPhone won't leave me alone. Right? <laughs> so that's the thing is that we have this this concept of hedonistic adaptation i love it and we quickly adapt to the things but the experiences as you so appropriately described they are the 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 anticipation the experience and then the memory so someone actually said on vacation they said you know i have to post things to facebook and i said why and they said because i like it when facebook reminds me of these fun places I've been to because you have your Facebook memories and it's mm -hmm. like this day and time, you know, you were here, you did this. And I thought and they go, if I don't post it, then those memories are kind of lost a little I bit. I always look at it and go, I don't post things until I get back because I don't want anyone casing my house. Yeah, I had still three children, two in-laws, two dogs and a bunch of other. Fair point. Yeah. You want to have... you want to go barge in on my family? You better become yeah. prepared because let me tell you, <laughs> you have an arsenal of people and animals to get through to get anywhere into my house. Like people would show up and be like, no, never mind. I'll just I'll go to the next door neighbor. Like what, it's not even worth would it. Do, they would show up at my house and they go, well, he's got some cameras and he doesn't have very cool stuff. <laughs> like, like, what's the point? Like, yeah, if you'd like to take the mess with you, go for it. I'm like, I have foster kids. I'm not sure what, what you're going to find of value in my home that you think you're going to be taking. But yeah, yeah I was kind of like, eh, okay. Right. I'm and like, then it made me feel even well, better. i the door's unlocked. It's cheaper. So <laughs> Right. Uh, well, and that's the nice thing, too, about technology, right? Thomas is like, and lock door. <laughs> and so uh -huh. he's sitting on a beach in Cabo going, and it's nighttime, lock door. <laughs> It's perfect, so. right? <laughs> she forgot to lock it and go. <laughs> yeah, I got this. Click. It's, uh, yeah, no, it's just something for your soul. Um, but the marriage maintenance thing was a new concept given to me. Everybody says, you know, you need to go away with your significant other. Um, is marriage maintenance. Like, you need to reconnect with one another so that you can oh, you remember why like you, you got married. To, you need to date after you're married, right? You need to work on your relationships like you do anything else. If you don't, then you risk having them deteriorate right right so it, it, it takes that kind of um ongoing maintenance and right. you know it's okay because i would say the joke is you may as well marry for money because you're gonna have to work at love oh i there was one that my uh my friend growing up he said you know his parents always used to tell their daughter you got to marry rich you got to marry rich so she married a guy named rich and they go wait 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 that's not what we were talking no, about the, uh, so they when they got to chris they said chris you got to marry for money you got to marry for money so they changed their speech yeah, you got to marry wealthy <laughs> <laughs> which he didn't but they do fine <laughs> yeah. but it's but it was just funny you got to marry rich and he goes so she married a guy named rich. and it's a true story by the way yeah his name Her, really is yeah rich. his name's really rich brilliant so, yeah it was awesome so awesome indeed so as you're t as so now you're out there and you're listening or you're you've saying i know just the person here um, the, the true wealth takeaways of the day, one of them is, you know, you can buy balance. Okay. Uh, or certainly you can move toward balance through buying. Now Instead this, of buy, how about budget? You can budget for balance. 
Well, you, you see, and certainly you budget for things that are important, like getting time away is important. Right. You know, it, taking some time off to recharge the batteries, even if you love what you do, get away from it for a little while so that you're excited to come back. Right. Right. You So take those breaks because it's important. It's recharging the batteries. Just a chance to mentally focus somewhere else so you can regroup and come back with revived energy. Right. Uh, and you do that through a budget process. But let's talk about, I want to give you a chance, and I, I'll, I'll save the other stuff for the last segment, but your chance of what are some of the things that you can do to stretch, to stretch your the dollar, dollar and, and to make the vacation <clears throat> more accessible? So one of the statistics I heard is that, you know, hotels hate empty hotel rooms, right? They want them full. Yeah. And a lot of vacations are 50 to 75% discounted if it's within 60 days of travel. So if you- For the hotels. For the hotels. Like, well, and sometimes- Sometimes vacation. Airlines right about 60 days. You start getting too close and then you become the hostage. (laughs) At two weeks, (laughs) well, with airlines at two weeks and less, they start bumping up the prices because they figure you're desperate and you're going to pay for it anyway if you really want to go. So with airlines, a little bit more time is worth it. But um, but so that over 21 days, between 21 and 60 days, a lot of hotels will discount it 50 to 75 percent because they want a full room. Right. They don't want empty rooms because that doesn't look good for the other guests. Right. Um, and so if you're flexible on your travel dates, um, you just start, like you said, budget for travel. Right. And kind of have an idea of where you want to go. You mm-hmm. can start looking around and finding some really great deals. Well, and this is also the like <clears throat> the price line concept or the hot right. wire Expedia. concept. Uh, so you, you get on these travel websites and a lot of them, the, the conceptually what they're doing is. They have an idea how much available inventory is out there, and they are the ones that fill a lot of those rooms. Right, it's their from job. The hotel is. It's like, all right, well, you know, we will get them in. What's the minimum that you will take on it? And they know what the price is, and they can make some. I'm, so, I'm, I'm assuming they get to make some of the spread on the room price, right? right. Or the so, booking fee, or something. Yeah, they, like that. yeah, exactly. I got a deal um, via email today where it was a week in Kona in Hawaii. It was normally a $2,500 thing if you were to pay full price for the room, and it was for seven fifty for the week. Now, again, it was within the next 60 days, right. right? So you had to be willing to leave. Now, for some of us with children in school and stuff, that's way more difficult. Right. But still, for I mean, seven fifty versus $2,400 for the week in Hawaii, most people are going, mm-hmm. yes, please, sign me up. So, mm-hmm. um, so if you're willing to be flexible on your dates and kind of travel last minute, save your pennies because you can find some killer deals. And some of those deals include airfare. Right. And so the other one, there are entire groups of people out there. So I know our Facebook listeners, but there are many others out there that they specialize in finding travel bargains. Right. right? So there's they're kind of dedicated to sharing these concepts with other people. So that's kind of an interesting one. Uh, Well, and one one of them we've had on the show called 10X Travel. 10X Travel. And they were experts in airline points. Like well, well, points, credit travel card points, travel points, like um, reward programs for various credit cards and other vendor programs, right? right? So, and and all they were doing in in essence was calculating out the value for all the different trades, right? So there's all these different components to 
uh, like a credit card mileage programs or airline mileage programs and so forth. And there's a redemption value equivalent. So they say, well, here's the dollar equivalent. Here's how you can leverage to get more and so forth. And they were gaming that system. They were take, they were saying, well, the rules say you need to do these things. So do these things. And here's how to squeeze the most out of it. Uh, it requires a tremendous amount of diligence to not get burned, right? Because the thing about a credit card is it's no different in, in a sense than a gun, right? Operator error is what makes it dangerous. Right. Like you can't just go spend to spend. It, the whole concept of that was to put normal things that you normally spend. So stick to your budget and budget that on the credit card to earn the miles or earn the points or whatever it was that you were doing and pay it off consistently every well, month. And that's the thing is, I mean, if I could save the world from themselves and credit cards, it is, guys, it's, it's not it's some it's not somebody else's money. If you spend something on a credit card, you have to pay it off the month you spent it. You have right. to treat it like it was real money. Yeah, like uh, don't don't use it as a, yeah. a lending allowance. Like yeah. this is this is your paycheck, right? All you're doing is instead of using your debit card, you're using the credit card. But you need to, like you said, pay yeah. the balance in full. You need to pay it in full because as soon as you start paying interest, you wreck it. That was actually one of the first things that he said, Bryce Conway said on his 10X travel site, yeah, is he a, said, if you are like if you can't pay your credit card off monthly, don't do this program. Yeah, I mean, he's I point mean, blank about it. He said, don't, you know. Because he said and, no no amount of interest is ever going to make up for what, like, what you're going to get yeah, in no, reward you'll points. Yeah, just burn yourself up doing it. Right. So it's really stupid. You have to pay it off. In fact, I go so far as to tell people, um, this is, so I'm not afraid of a credit card, right? In fact, I prefer a credit card to a debit card because it has superior consumer protection regulations. However, uh, I am also the person that will set up an auto payment so that my credit card balance will be paid on scheduled and on time. Every month. I, I'm not In about full. to mess with this idea. And I know when I spend because I'm psychologically aware. I am aware that the tendency is when using plastic, you are detached from the money so you don't treat it the same as if it was cash. Well, you, you spend more unless you know you spend more. Right. At which point you are no longer disassociating with the purchase. You're aware. Right. Well, you were talking about credit cards and international travel. Um, the one credit card I did take with me did not have any international fees. Right. And my debit card would have. Yeah. So it actually afforded me saving money by using something that was allowed to travel internationally. Right. Um, and again, still paying it off when I got home. Like it's not, you know, this is not my woohoo money. This is something I've budgeted for. That's the thing. All right. So look, we got to grab the last break of the show. All right. So we'll do this. When we come back, there's one other element I want to discuss. Okay. So we're no longer talking about buying uh, balance via the budget. We're not talking about buying it through your budget uh, or the, the budgeting process. And, and so we're talking about who should you hire to help? So we'll cover that and more when we come right back. This is David Littlejohn. And Katie Shook. Yeah, True Well on the Age Radio 2040. Thank you, All right, gang. Welcome back to the home stretch of The True Wealth Show. Uh, <laughs> your host, David Littlejohn. Why did you become like the chef from Ratatouille? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we speak in movie. <laughs> I, it's just, it, it's more funner. Uh, so, you know, I, oh, like to, I like to remind folks, real people here. So, yes, we deal with people's money for a living. And uh, as I often remind folks, it's not because we are smarter. It's because we are more specialized. Because I'm is, better looking. This is what's well, because Katie's better looking. <laughs> and it's because I have a face for radio. So, <laughs> we. Sorry. Yes. So. 
So for all of our listeners, I want to leave you with kind of a final idea of how to seek more balance in life. And this is what I will call the trade. The trade. Okay. Because money is how you trade your time. Right. And so the trade is very important. In fact, any time that an investor goes out and buys a stock or a bond or a mutual fund, they have made a transaction. It is a trade. They have exchanged money for a stock for or a bond. A ownership stake in some investment with the expectation of profit. And presumably right. this trade was made willingly. Right. And so you go, okay, that's the idea. Now, later on, you will assess, was it a good trade? Was the outcome what I wanted? Well, that's okay. something for you to figure out. And so that is exactly, that's what you will figure out. Now, there are things in life that you get to see a little bit more instant gratification. Like investing by its very nature tends to be a long time horizon, right? So right. you're measuring over years, not over days or hours. But you can. I there mean, are some, well, there's some things that we invest in that we get fairly instant gratification. Uh, let me give you an example in my life. Uh, a babysitter. <laughs> okay? As I'm laughing because I understand the value yeah. in that. And there are times when I go, you know what? I've hired a babysitter so that my wife and I can go and do something together. Marriage, now, maintenance. Right. We will then, you know, I'm paying somebody else to make sure that my kids don't kill each other or burn the house down. Right. And that's about the extent of my expectations. Uh, but in that, it's I'm buying time back in my life where we can go do something else. Does it cost me something? Yes. Yes, it does. Is it a good trade? Yes. Yes. Yes, it yes, is. Yes, it is. So and, I want to throw something out there since we love to talk about money. Yeah. The average person spends three to $5,000 as a couple on vacation. Would you say that's probably about an accurate price? You know, I don't have a good sense. I mean, that's probably what a vacation costs, but... I think there's a real spectrum, and it depends on your resources. Of course, I mean, but I'm just saying, like they're they're, they're quoting averages, right? About three to five thousand dollars on it on okay. an average one week vacation somewhere, okay. two people. So I was thinking, you know, most therapy is between a hundred to two hundred dollars an hour if you were to pay for a therapist. Sure, right? Like if you pay for a therapist for a year to go once a week, talk about your problems. Okay, you're gonna spend. Five there's your right vacation, there. possibly two weeks. <laughs> so, so, so are you equating vacations to therapists? I'm equating vacation to therapy, to yeah. relaxing the, therapy. The, the answer is, yes, she is. Yes, she is. So, I am. <laughs> what's wrong with that? It's like, By the so way, what if I am? <laughs> I believe in therapy, too. So I'm not saying don't go see a therapist if you really need it. All I'm saying is right. that sometimes a week on a beach somewhere may be just as equivalent. It is therapeutic, right? <laughs> there is something uh, valuable about that, and it's restorative. I like to use these. I like to go some places and get bored on purpose. Get bored right? on purpose. Get bored on purpose because it, then I'm motivated again. I'm like, you know, I'm bored. I'm ready to go do something. And you, you, you've seen me come back from vacations and be excited to come back to the office. Yeah. Right. Right. So I like that. It's restorative and reminds me like, I don't hate going to work. But there are times when it gets monotonous. You do it enough times in a row and you're like, okay, time to make the donuts. And and I'm like. <laughs> the donuts. Yeah. You know, so and then when it's, you, you get. A, a boost after you get a little break and you're like, I kind of like making But you need donuts. to look at personalities a little bit too. And by the way, I'm going to spill the beans on David for a minute. David is what we call a, like a CEO visionary, right? Like a visionary of a company. So it's his job to create the vision, like where we're going, what we're doing and the plan for the company. And visionaries need time 
to envision things. And so your vacation time is when you come back with these wonderful epiphanies or visions for the company and the future of the company. And so your brain needs that non-distracted time where the minutia of everything of the day-to-day isn't getting in your way of planning for the future. So for someone who is a visionary, and there's a lot of you out there that are like that, it's a great recharge for you to get refocused on what you're doing in life. Um, and you you may not be the leader of a company. Maybe you work for a company, but sometimes just having that moment to charge your batteries and get refocused matters. Well, I certainly think so. And uh, you say such nice things. But uh, you do. You come back. And I like I'm excited for David when he comes back from vacation because I want to hear what he's come up with. Like, so it's an exciting moment for me, even though I didn't go on the vacation. Yeah. Well, it, and plus, I think we get to we celebrate for each other. Right. I mean, I was excited to hear how the vacation went you for were. you because I love that. And this to me, that's part of just being in a good team. And you want your tribe or the people that you associate with. You want people around you that are interested in your success. Right. Right. So invested in your future. Yeah, and, and, and you know, there's, and you get outside of this idea that there's not enough to go around. Uh, I, that used to be this idea that there was only so much in the world. There was a finite amount. And if I had some, it meant somebody else didn't. And I really disagree with that now. Me too. Uh, the idea of abundance is not only is there enough to go around, there is more than enough to go around. All of our buckets can overflow, but it means that we don't all do the same thing, right? We complement each other in what we do. I remember one time, and I'll leave you with a quick thought at the end here, talking about balance. Imagine a world where everybody did what they were really, really good at. Ooh. Right? They didn't go to work because they hated it. They went because they loved it, and they were really well designed to do that job. Okay. And they were super happy doing it. Imagine what kind of productivity we could have. That would be amazing. So, you know, I like to envision a world that like, or our team as if, well, what if we could create an environment where everybody could really love what they were doing? And so that's part of what motivates me behind the scenes. Well, you have and I do. Yeah. So uh, I hope for all of you out there that uh, you've gotten some ideas on how to seek more balance in your life and start with a budget and an inventory and then realize the things that you really hate are the things that you should try to outsource to other people that don't hate those things. And if you can start with those as concepts, I believe you can find greater balance and, and you can recharge kind of your emotional and spiritual batteries and become more productive and be uh, better for all of those around you. Most of, importantly, yourself. Right. Right. Uh, so that's it for the day. You know, I think we hear the music. I think it's time. Uh, I will remind everybody, Katie, if they want to call All Things Financial, how do they reach us? 541-375-0898. Awesome. Well, uh, you heard it here first, but you won't hear it here last. Uh, please give us a call. Uh, check it out on Facebook. Tell your friends. Check out the podcast on iTunes, all that good stuff. Until next time, this has been David Littlejohn. And Katie Shuck. And this has been True Wealth on News Radio 1240, KQEN. The proceedings.